Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Beach Collective podcast. I'm super happy to have Togby Ghana with us, who is a reggae musician from Ghana and a beach clean activist. For you guys in our community on our socials, you've seen pictures and videos of Togby and his team working hard on the beach. We always love getting your content, always puts a smile on our face. And thanks very much for giving us your time today, Togby. Thanks so much for your time, Asso, for the opportunity. So your real name is not Togby Ghana, is it? Yes, yes. My real name is David Kumoji. So what would you prefer if I called you Togby or David? This is still my name. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so you're a reggae musician, Togby, is that right? Yes, yes, yes. A full reggae dancer musician. Do you want to yes. tell us about like your musical journey? Were you always into music as a, as a kid? Did you play instruments? And how did you how did you become a reggae musician? Yes, I would say um, talentedly, you know, because when I was in a senior high school, uh, I became the entertainment prefect. So basically, I was supposed to organize Saturday events to entertain the whole school. So I came out with um, Saturday events, which we all gather in our assembly hall and we try to entertain ourselves and all that. So we're doing that every weekend when I was in my high school. So when I finished, the real issue was about how our, our, our sanitation, you know, our, our environment is being damaged with a lot of people coming in, you know, just trying to damage our environment. So basically I did a song titled it, um, Stop Galamse, that Stop Illegal Mining. So um, I'm an activist, you know, actually I would say my voice, I try to use my voice to create and also to also make sure we, we seek for development in our, in our country, basically. So I did a song titled um, Stop Galamse, which I tried to look for sponsors to, 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 to do the videos and all that so that I can bring the visual out. And um, I would say I didn't get one, so I still use my own money to do the video and I was able to put that video on my national television. So it was shown every day to create a campaign for the illegal mining that was, you know, destroying our water bodies, our cocoa farm and our beaches and all that because, you know, the China, the Chinese come to our country to buy large, 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 you know, machineries for villages to use to destroy our water to look for gold when I say illegal mining. So they, they destroyed the whole village of our farm, our drinking water and all that. So at this song, so against it and all that. So I realized that um, it was on TV. So I, I got an award, you know, this brought this award, actually. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, this brought this award, uh, best top galamse campaign song of the year. So basically that was when the music journey really started with me advocating and creating awareness with my voice and also trying to show visual as well on TV screen. So I moved later on um, in our country, the guys were all on drugs. They were taking tramadol, cocaine and all that. So I came up with another song saying no to drugs, trying to make sure I can play against that and all that. And I came back to see uh, one day it rained in, in, in our community. So at it rained, the gutters became so choked. It brought about flooding in the whole community because the water was not getting space to move and all that. And as the flooding happened, 
there's a filling station close by that gas was leaking. So the gas came out and came all the way to the, the water and started burning so many people. So, so many people died. That was um, on the 3rd June around my neighborhood. So that came about, Keep Ghana Clean campaign song. I realized that what can we actually do that would save us from flooding, littering around, you know, because when people buy things, they give them rubber bags and, you know, they don't give them, you know, reusable caps. And I realized too, um, the only way I can also actually reach my people is by music. Because that's mm. what I actually want to know me for. And there's so a I'm long, gonna... you know, you come in a long history of, of musicians yeah. who use music to push out yeah. a message and to create change, yeah. right? Do, have you been inspired by other like sort of musician activists in the past? No, I say I inspired by myself just because I realized that it's a living story that hit me and I also tried to deliberate or then create something out of it because see, I see myself as the main role model and trying to channel my way out to create my journey for people to actually emulate and you know, also actually learn something out of it. And you're based in Accra, right? Tell me yeah, what's Accra I mean, like to live in? I've never, um, never been to Ghana. Accra is a capital city which has so many cities around. Yes, yeah, so I live in one of the cities that's um, not far from the airport that's called Medina. And, and, and Accra is a coastal line. So you realize that we are all connected to the gutter. The gutter is connected to the sea, basically. We don't have a good draining system. Like in different countries, you realize that they have a good draining system. When it even drain, they have a sieve. They have to sieve all the ducts from going to directly to the ocean. But in my country, there's nothing like that. There's a serious, it's just a, a drain straight coming into the ocean. People come in to throw rubbish, people come in to throw in feces, people come in to throw in so many things at night, and we don't have a sea guard, we don't have no sea police policing and all that. So I would say all this came about the Keep Ghana Clean song to campaign. I did a song and I started a campaign. And I realized that when I don't do something myself to set example for others to follow the work is not going to be done. Mm. So I started um, looking for funds, uh, looking for funds to buy tools, to buy food, water, because I realized that when I go on location to clean, nobody wants to volunteer. That's the problem. And also they want me to pay them to do the work for me. And nobody really wants to join me, do any freely and all that. I try to entice people with T-shirts, no smash, food, drinks, and all that. So I realized that the only savior that came in was Beach Token because it was so rough and tough, cleaning and all that. We're looking for funding all over and all that. So we'll say we, we, we started cleaning every last Sunday of every month. So we came out with um, different locations, which we go to the, the locations, we try to organize a community, we invite the community members and everybody to try to play a part to join us to go to clean the beach that that community belongs to. So we were able to adapt to about 10 beaches that we do clean up every, every last Sunday. That came in Model for Africa, sponsoring with, um, with our logistics, food and all that last Sundays of every month. So um, to sustain it, 
we say that came beach token that we moved from every last Sunday to now every Sunday beach cleanup, where we now try to pay workers to clean, which they come on time. We give them food and drinks and water. And it has been going on for the past one and a half months now with beach token. So we say the dream is to make sure we keep Ghana clean, not only the beach clean. My vision is from my home to the beach. It's for the whole planet. I realized that when we don't try to lift off plastic from the homes, they will all end up in the gutters and make them choke the gutters and make the flooding continue, mosquitoes continue and all that. So I came up with an idea, created a fish waste bin that's supposed to be on our beaches so that when actually you go to the beach and you fish drinking water, instead of dropping it on the beach, you can at least use our fish waste beans on the beaches. And now I also have another idea, I created um, a mosquito waste bin that's supposed to be in schools and houses so that you know where you do fish drinking water, you have a particular place you can put those things and call for pickup. Because I'm guessing that in most houses in Ghana and most communities, there's very little recycling provision, right? There's nowhere where you can chuck your plastic or chuck your glass. No, no. They're even the recycling factories that are in Accra are very, very far from us because not a lot of the production, you have to be very far from the community. So the last time I tried locating one of the Flix com company, I have to take over more than hours. And I realized uh, it's gonna really cost and all that. So it will be just good. We're looking into producing our own stuff and all that. So let's take it to, I would say the benefits so far, you know, because it's very important. Um, the benefit so far is that we'll be able to actually employ, you know, people that come every Sunday to clean, get food and water and all that. And also the beach is now changing gradually from rubbish, like when you come here, you see a lot of rubbish, it's a lot of plastics. Now you don't see that. You cannot see lively coming out. You know, when fishermen go to fish, they not bring plastics, they not bring real fishes. You can see people also coming in, using the place for exercising, jogging in the morning and all that you realize that the livelihood is coming back to the to the beach so the last sunday when we go to the beach we saw about 15 to 20 footballers we were playing football so i told them we all have to clean before we continue and they all joined and we clean and they were so happy playing as well it's so, been so nice nice for me actually because i've even in the photos that you sent me in the videos you sent me i've seen a huge difference in the beach in south labadia state beach had a massive yeah. difference and obviously you're you know all this amazing work that you've done the music you've done the campaigns you've done you've got quite a, a lot of recognition and success in ghana right i mean that award you've got there is is your third or fourth award you've won yeah, from... yeah i've got about two um consecutive awards on the repeating for sanitation personality of the year and environmental personality of the year and this is a ghana leadership award which is the highest award in ghana basically for legends people that are really working as leaders you know so i would say this has brought me a lot of recommendations and just trying to edge me on to actually try to connect with the real people that have confidence in us so we can actually do the work 
where a lot of people are scamming, a lot of people are doing a lot of things on the internet. So when we've been recognized by our nation, it just a support that other people should actually recognize us that we are the frontiers doing the work and we just need the right support so that we can just move ahead and do the work. And, and I saw also you had a you, you had a radio interview the other day as well, talking yeah. about the work you've done. And, and so it sounds yeah. like you've been on national TV as well. So obviously your yeah. profile in Ghana is, is really big. And, you know, we we just want to try and build that profile globally as well. Like you say, this message is is about Ghana and keeping Ghana clean, but it's also relevant everywhere. Um, and the message is is an important one wherever you live. Straight. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's why we want to introduce a door to door connection collection of plastic, which is so important. I was going to ask you your next your next steps. Where, yes, where do you yes. see this partnership going, and what are your ambitions for? Let's go clean. Yes, page. yes, yes. Um, right now, um, you see, we're supposed to be seen working to sustain waste in our community. That's my main motive. If I don't even get anything out of it, I should be seen taking waste out of the planet. And I know. Almighty is going to bless me. Okay. So that is my main target right now that I want to make sure I give back to homes and take off the plastics from homes and make reuse of it. So I've already seen that you've 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 made a, a mold, right? To make plastic bricks. Um yes, we've actually yes. we've got a, a partner in 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 Kenya in Kakuma refugee camp. They're looking to make bricks as well. Um, how did you come up with this idea? And what have you managed to do with the bricks that you've made? Yeah, so I'll say the idea came about how I can really recycle the plastics I'm taking off from the planet. So I did a rich search how to recycle the plastic. So I tried it myself now, practically with the research I did. I bought, I, I did um, aluminum cans, which I melt them and I produce the frame, which I want the type, exact type I really want the bricks to look like. But I also want to have a different kind of bricks and all that, you know? Um, so I did that and um, I processed, like I bend the, the plastics and I added a, a bit of um, sand to it and I put it inside. I remove it and all that. So I say I've, I've produced different shades and sizes just to um, pitch out this idea to businesses that are interested in recycling business because that's my next stage. Because when I'm not able to, um, when I pick it off, what am I going to use that to do? If I'm not going to sell it, then what am I going to use it to myself? Because I don't want it to go back to the environment, to go and destroy the environment. It's not like we're just going to clean, clean, clean. I always see the partners coming on. They're always interested just going to clean, 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 clean. That is me, my field. But we have to be seeing after the cleanup, what are we using that to do? Is it not going back to the environment? Are we really doing something out of it? You know? Uh-huh. And that is, anybody will say, okay, these guys, after they pick it, they are doing something. Either 
washing it, either flexing it or bricks. So I would say I'm looking to really, since I don't even have strength now, all I was looking into is to what? Save plastics, save them more so that when now people are shut off, they now look for plastic. For me, in the whole world, they start coming. And if I should get somebody who can understand, I'm trying to explain that what we do, we need a warehouse to save all these things and just even lock it for two years and you won't have a big time price in the whole world because plastic is going to be off very soon because we are taking it off. You know what I mean? It's changing. Believe me, it's not going to be the same. Mm. No, we see the same thing that you do, Togpi, you know, like, and, and it's very much like part of our mission, you know, is like if we can turn in the same way that if you can turn the recycling into a business where you can sell the PET flake or you can turn it into something that's useful, um, then you create a sustainable source of funding for yourself. And it's exactly what we're trying to do at Beach Token, you know, we recognize that the only way that we can keep funding projects like yours, projects like Faolu Productions, projects in the Philippines, projects in Lebanon, is if we create a sustainable source of funding for ourselves, you know? So that's why we're not just, you know, we're not just um, a cryptocurrency that's funding ocean conservation. We're also building an online shop. We're building a freelancer portal. We're building ways for people to invest in and, and, and use their beach token so that we can create a sustainable source of funding. And I think that's why, you know, we're so pleased to have you as a partner and why I think, you know, we have the same vision, we have the same heart, and you know we have the same ideas that you know you have to there's a, a quote that somebody said to me once he said uh um, the thing about climate change is like the internet it gets bigger and bigger it never goes away and we have to learn how to make money from it <laughs> and it might sound a bit cynical but it's true you know if you can turn this into a business if you can incentivize people to pick up litter and to look after the planet and you create an incentive for them to do that then it, it makes it so much easier instead of running uphill all the time so listen, thank you so much, Togby, for your time. We're, we're so proud to have you as part of our community partners. And, um, you know, we're, we're with you every step of the way and we want to make your, your visions and dreams come true. So thank you very much, Togby. Thank you. Thank you too for coming on. And I'll just urge you on that what you're doing is right. And don't give up. And let's look for right people that understand us so that we can just keep moving higher. Because, you know, it's, it's a passionate work. A lot of people don't understand why we are even doing this. It will take time for a lot of people to understand why we are doing this, you know? And we are the first people doing it. So uh, we're just setting an example for others to follow as well. So let's set good example for others to follow. And let's be element of uh, uh, example for others, good example, because it's either good or bad, you know what I mean? So thanks too much, so much also for coming on and let's make sure we keep Ghana clean. <laughs> thanks, Toby. Nice one. Bye. Bye. Thank you.